Thanks for listening to our podcast. Peterson Toyota is your local Toyota dealer serving Fort Collins, Loveland, Windsor, Tinmouth, and the surrounding communities, and has been doing so for more than 50 years. Not only will you find the latest Toyota models at Peterson, you'll also find a friendly and accommodating staff eager to assist you. They'll offer you first-class service, whether it be a service appointment, help picking out the right part for your Toyota, or test driving a new or pre-owned vehicle. If your heart is set on a new Toyota, they've got you covered. Check out Peterson's selection of affordable Toyota models. Take one for a spin. Let their staff help you find the one that's right for you, all at a competitive price and financing. Peterson strives to be the best in everything they do, and they will take care of you. If you're in the market for a new or used vehicle, please give Peterson Toyota first shot at your business. Thanks. Enjoy the show. Welcome to Ram Nation Radio. Joel Cantalamessa flying solo tonight, Wednesday night. We're going to bring on CSU freshman guard Tavy Jackson in in a little bit for a nice conversation. But uh, first, wanted to talk about the brutal game Tuesday night at San Jose State. Rams shot extremely poorly, to say the least. It was their lowest scoring output of the year by 10 points. Rams kind of hung around for the first 35 minutes of the game, basically. Thanks to playing good defense, battling on the boards, and playing hard. But uh, San Jose State closed on a 15-2 run to deal the Rams a lopsided loss, 63-46. to And before we kind of get into a little bit of that, just let me first say what an amazing job Tim Miles has done this year. It's worthy of Mountain West Coach of the Year honors, if you ask me. Their 18 wins this year are the most for the program. Since 1980-81, that team finished 22-9. and They have nine conference wins this year, which are the most since 1995-96, when they finished 9-9 in the Big West, won the conference tournament that year, the, uh, the Big West tournament, and played eventual national champion Kentucky in the first round of the NCAA tournament. And what they've done this year, they still, I believe, have one, one uh, regular season game left before the conference tournament, but finished strong, and they are a re- realistic candidate for the NIT. Uh, that is, if they don't make a run in the conference tournament here and, and go to the NCAA tournament. But definitely an attractive team and a nice turnaround story. That's a program that doesn't have much. <laughs> and Tim Miles has overcome a lot. I mean, they don't, they don't have a basketball practice facility. When their arena is occupied by other programs, Miles has to take his team into a gym where San, San Jose State holds their PE classes. Um, they fly commercial instead of charter, like a lot of Mountain West Conference teams do. They fly charter. Uh, then there's the whole world of NIL. They have no collective to speak of or anything even in the works. You know, so they're, they're two best players, Omari Moore, at least last night anyway, um, and sophomore guard Alvaro Cardenas. They are both originally signed with San Jose State because they had no other offers. Both were big factors in last night's win as well as the win earlier this year. Another key piece for Tim Miles is sophomore forward Robert Viajola. He was basically cut by Fresno State a year ago, and he's a big reason for San Jose State's rebounding prowess. Coming into San Jose State, Miles hit the transfer portal hard his first year. He had transfers from uh, Ohio State, South Carolina, and University of Arizona. And then this year, heading into this year, he got a nice transfer from Temple in Sage Tolbert. You know, and, and getting transfers is, is one thing, and that's a nice coup for him, but it's another thing to get them to all play together in your system, mesh with teammates, buy into culture and winning. 
It's not something that's that easy to do, as seen in Laramie with their three Pac-12 transfers this season, all three of whom are gone already midseason. So um, Miles did it, got his team to play very well this year in a tough conference, really impressive work. He talked more into staying and not transferring this senior season. And this is a program that uh, went 8-23 and last year, 1-17, 1-17 in Mountain West play. So very impressive stuff. I don't know how you can stay if you're Tim Miles. I don't, I don't, how do you foresee him staying when you guide the, you guide the Spartans to their best record in decades and you get a mere hundreds of fans to your games. Last night, the box score listed the official attendance as 2300, 2347, which is laughable by the way, because there's no way that arena was half full uh, according to their Website, the, the, the arena holds 5,000. No way were the, was that arena half full. Um, so anyway, th- those numbers are fudged. There's already rumors that he's being courted by other schools and that he could be gone after just one season. Uh, and with zero buy-in from those in Silicon Valley, how do you even blame him? So that being said, it is, it, regardless of San Jose State's improvement, it is an embarrassment that CSU got swept by them. Despite all the issues the Rams have faced this year, you have to, at a minimum, find a way to split that matchup um, against that program. Really, really sad when you look at it. Just depressing when you think of it this way, that San Jose State, with little investment, no fan support, has surpassed CSU in football and basketball now. Um, I know that things go up and down each year, but that's the reality of this past year. They've swept us in football and basketball. It's shocking, really. Uh, CSU had never lost to San Jose State until this year. They held a 23-0 record all-time against them. It's now 23-2. And And that was just a bad performance to let this happen last night. Uh, the The way it concluded was just really unacceptable. Congrats to Tim Miles, but come on, CSU, you gotta be better. It was funny, uh, Ram Master from the Ram Nation message boards told me a story earlier today about Miles joking after their first win earlier this year against the Rams. He said, nobody beat San Jose State 24 times in a row. (laughs) Funny stuff. Anyways, Nico called the uh, offensive performance a clunker. Again, 46 points. They shot just 36% from the floor, 24% from three. They were 5 of 21 from behind the arc. Shocking to only see eight assists in the game. Isaiah Stevens usually has that many by himself. Uh, but this team is at its best when they're moving the ball around and uh, helping out their teammates with easy baskets, uh, getting open looks, and they just weren't able to do that against San Jose State. And speaking of Isaiah Stevens, he is one of the best players to ever wear the CSU uniform. But he had a really rough one last night. I think they said in the postgame he was minus 23 when he was on the court. He had more turnovers than assists. He had five turnovers, three assists. Although, to be fair, you only get an assist if the guy you pass it to makes a shot. And there weren't a lot of guys making shots last night. But uh, Isaiah finished with just 10 points himself on 4 of 12 shooting. So tough night for him, your leader. Um, he and John Tanji had come into the game accounting for the bulk of CSU scoring in recent weeks. And... They combined for just 17 points last night. John Tanjay had a rough night going 3 of 11 for the field. He was really forcing things in the second half. Granted, you know, he's one of the few guys willing to take it to the rim outside of Cartier's post touches, but 
John just did not make some of the best decisions on some of those drives last night. Ran into trouble, ran into some of those trees and inside, and tried to throw up these miraculous shots were just were ill-advised. One of them did go in, though, and it was an amazing circus play, circus shot, but uh, just some... Uh, just some wild play going on last night. Cartier led the Rams with 17, but there was really no other reliable production from anybody else. Jalen Lake, outside of Stevens and Tanjay, was the next highest scorer with five. So Jalen Lake is a guy that I really thought would take a step this year. I know he just fought off concussion, um, but he hasn't necessarily done that. I think earlier in the year he was really a force defensively. I just don't think he has become a go-to scorer for you, and you really kind of need that. I don't, I don't know if he's found his shot all year from outside. It doesn't penetrate a lot, just um, almost seems timid to me, and that may not be fair, but he's a guy that really CSU needed to step up this year. And, and that's the case not just for him, but several guys on this roster. And I think in combination with the injuries and illnesses and time missed for so many players, it's a big reason the season has gone south. Uh, you're just thin. And the disparity in length and athleticism on this team was definitely on display last night, as it has been in a lot of conference games this year. Rams are obviously missing a lot of size in Jacob Jennison, who has not been able to play a game in two years. Um, Kyle Evans looked good early on as a freshman, um, and he's missed most of this season after, uh, after showing, showing some nice signs earlier in the year. And Josiah Strong, he, he would have brought a little bit of athleticism and defense and shot-making ability, but we really need to hope that Rashawn Memba is the guy to provide you some immediate length and athleticism next year because we need it badly. Kyan Evans, I think, looks like he can be a future star guard here, but man, do we need some size and athleticism in bunches. And, you know, we may be waiting a while through the you know we're gonna have to recruit the prep ranks coach medved has said that to get a high-end transfer with both size and athletic ability is going to be tough to compete for in the portal so you know is he going to be able to find someone this offseason you know what are they going to target in from the high school ranks so there's there's a lot of work to be done with this roster no doubt uh, quickly, the women's team beat Boise State 56-51 to conclude their regular season. That secured the Rams the number three seed in next week's Mountain West tournament. The Rams finished 19-10 overall, 12-6 in Mountain West play. They'll get a first-round bye in the tournament, and they will face the winner of number six Boise State and number 11 Utah State. Finishing in that number three spot actually sets them up for a decent route in the bracket. Uh, the Rams, if they win that first game, they would likely have to play number two Wyoming instead of being on the opposite side of the bracket and catching UNLV. So at this point, uh, if if the Rams can win a couple games, they wouldn't have to face UNLV until the championship game. So the path is there. Rams are going to have to win the conference tournament to make the NCAAs, but hopefully they can get hot and do that. All right, before we bring in Tavy Jackson, let me pause real quick and tell you about ginger and baker you should ward off that freezing cold chill outside with a great dinner inside at the cache where you can enjoy fine steaks and chops good whiskey or select something from their award-winning wine list or for a more casual outing check out the cafe with a wide offering of american comfort food classics ginger and baker also features a coffee shop event spaces a market and a teaching kitchen 
This month, some of your options in the teaching kitchen are learning to make ravioli from scratch, some brunch favorites, cooking a perfect steak, and even learn how to make Cuban cocktails. A bunch more options out there. Check out gingerandbaker.com calendar for a full list. This place is amazing, guys. Support our friend, Ginger Graham, and treat yourself to a world-class experience at our favorite place, Ginger and Baker. All right, we're happy to welcome in Tavy Jackson. Tavy, it's been a while. You know what? Getting you guys on during basketball season is not quite as straightforward as it was when we had CJ Onyechi on during football. I mean, they play once a week. The right. schedule changes from week to week. You have practice times change. You have study hall. You got sick for a little bit. I mean, it's tough to 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 work around all this stuff. And <laughs> I mean, we were supposed well, to. Have, we... James Moore's was supposed to join us tonight too, and. As you know, his dad ended up surprising him with a trip from uh, from New Zealand. So he's out here, and James is spending some time with Pops. But anyway, Tavy, thanks for joining me, buddy. I know it's been a a week of highs and a week of lows. Um, you beat Wyoming last Friday night in an awesome game at Moby. And then last night, Tuesday night, uh, we lost for the second time this year to San Jose State. By 17 in this one, um, it was a game that you guys kind of were just right there the whole time. And just, yeah, I think you chipped away a couple times, got within one, you know, midway through the second, and then just hit a lull. And we were outscored, what, 15 to two um, Mm -hmm. right down the stretch there. So just got away from us. But uh, let's, so let's start with last night. Coach Medved called it a offensive clunker. It was, you guys scored 46 points. It was the lowest scoring output of the, of the season for you guys by 10 points. The next lowest game you guys had was against Penn state early in the season at the Charleston tournament. Uh, what, what happened last night uh, scoring wise was just one of those nights where things weren't falling or was San Jose state. Kind yeah. of trouble? No, I feel like, I feel like we were playing solid defense, but like on the offensive end, I feel like that was probably like frustrating us. Some of us on the team because the shots wasn't falling. So, like, yeah, I figured, like, that's probably why whatever happened has happened because of the shots on the offense. And I just feel like, yeah, we just, we're just frustrated. So, yeah. You know, just looking at you, you've, you've seemed to like you've gotten in your, your groove here in the last couple weeks again. Um, last night you took four shots. Uh, they said at one time, obviously I was watching on TV, it wasn't there, but they had said on TV that Coach Medved barked at you once to – telling you to shoot in a couple of different situations <laughs> yeah. um, that you, you seem to dribble and then pass out of. Um, is that just something where, you know, you, you, you don't quite have your, your confidence there where you want it to be, where it's just catch and shoot, or are you just kind of a little bit hesitant right now or what's, what's going well, on here with you? It's like, I don't know. It's like, it just feel weird. Like when my feet not set, like shooting the ball. So like, in order for me to shoot the ball, like I feel like my I have to be on balance in order for me like to get a good shot off. But like it's also like an instinct, you know. I always think like attack attack the basket first, so like that comes in play too. So like yeah, so we're just my feet not being set, and me like having that first instinct of just attacking. Yeah, that that's where that comes in play. Why I don't like shoot them open shots sometimes. Well, you hit a big three in transition halfway through the first half. It broke like a two and a half minute scoring drought. And then after that basket, the team didn't score again for almost five minutes. So, um, and then in the second half, you had a four and a half, four and a half minute drought without a made basket. And then you guys scored, I think, if I counted correctly, just two baskets over the final 10 minutes of the game. And 
Right. Drought, droughts happen in basketball, but it, it just does seem like we have some extended droughts in a lot of our games. Do you, it, what, why do you think that happens? And, and when you get into those situations, what's the key to breaking them, making a shot? Uh, that's the easy answer, but. <laughs> right. Well, uh, uh, I feel like probably, you know, how like we want to make shots that like probably that frustration came into play, you know, with that, with us being frustrated, you know, that, that carries on to us with uh, uh, shooting the shots, you know, um, our head don't be right. So, you know, being frustrated and not making shots at the same time, it could like put like a heavy weight on you. And that, that could be hard for some of us, you know, but um, in order to like overcome that, you know, we uh, stick together, you know, cheer each other up, make sure nobody uh, put their head down, stick to it and keep shooting the ball, keep that confidence and never lose it. So, yeah, that's, that's a uh, way I figure out we could overcome it. Is it contagious? Is shooting contagious? Like when things are going in for for guys on the team, does it seem like they go in for a lot of guys, or is it and then when, and vice versa? When it's not going, it's it's it just kind of gets in your head. Yeah, well, I mean, more for that person, but like I feel like if you're you're not the person that's specifically taking the shot, I don't think that it'll mess with your head really. But like I feel like it's it's really with the person that's not making the shots at all. So yeah. When when you guys are moving the ball around well, got good spacing, and um, are feeding the ball to each other, it, it just seems like there's been games when when the Rams have been unstoppable, and, and and like everything seems to drop on those nights. It just last night was not one of those nights, was it? Do you just credit San Jose State's defense for making it tough and and taking away shots and kind of clogging the lane and making it tough to get to the hoop? And was it just kind of a combination of things? Yeah, it was like I don't think it was just their defense. I think it was just us on our part. Like we didn't execute right. We didn't do what we were supposed to do to come out in order for us to like get the win. I think, yeah, like I said, I think the the frustration really what made us like have that kind of performance in the second half or whatever. But yeah, um, I don't think it was the San Jose defense because we did. Um, we didn't let them take us out of our offense at all. I just feel like the shots wasn't just falling. And that got that got got to us. So yeah. yeah. Well, Coach Medved said you guys played well enough on defense to win the game. You kind of mentioned the same that you guys have played strong defense in the in the game. You held um, Spartan star Omari Moore to two of ten shooting in the first half and just fourteen total points. He averages seventeen. You were on him for most of the night. Talk about your matchup with him, and, and and by the way, you also took a nice charge against him. But right. <laughs> um, talk about that matchup with him, and and uh, how you were able to to play well against him. You know, I just had to really be locked in before the game started. You know, we had a good game plan on him. We know, like, we really know knew what he wanted to do throughout the game. We watched a lot of film on him, so I really just had to like stop him from going right. You know, stop him from getting in the lane, and I feel like we would have been in a good position to win. That's what I did. So. Yeah, guarding him, it was a good experience, you know, boosting my confidence on the defense and a little bit guarding a player like that. Well, the Spartans averaged 38 rebounds a game. It's 32nd in the country. Last night, it seemed like, man, it just, it, I, I couldn't believe when I looked at the stats and they were fairly even, but last, because it just seemed like in a lot of the key situations, they were coming away with, with offensive boards, but you know, when you compare the stats, it was it was only 38-32 in favor of San Jose State. Not a bad job by you guys on the boards, especially for being a little outsized. Right. Um, they only had seven second-chance points. We had six. So being outsized like that, 
what is the key to competing on the boards? Is it just hustle or what do you, and, and boxing out or what's the key to, um, cause that was a pretty, pretty solid def, uh, rebounding performance last night for, by the team. Yeah, for sure. Um, really just playing, being physical whenever the ball goes up, look for a body to hit, you know, don't let them push us around or nothing. And yeah, I feel like that was our really game plan, you know, just be physical. Don't let them bully us or nothing like that. Cause you know, we, like you said, we're like we're undersized, so like we really have to like go in and be physical and box out, you know. And that's what we did. So I feel like that's the reason why we had a good rebounding performance. Also, so you went into that game following a nice atmosphere at Moby Arena, sold out, and then you go to this small arena that's probably got you know I don't know a thousand at most people there. How do you right, right. generate what was what was the environment like there? And then how do you generate your own energy uh in a game like that? Uh the vibe was I, it was a little weird, you know, not having like just a little that much people as, as usual. But I feel like, you know, I wasn't really worried about that at all. I was just worried about the team and the game. So like, you know, that really ain't bothering me at all. You know, we we all we got is each other. So, you know, we just do what we have to do in order for us to compete and play hard against our opponent. What was uh coach's message after the game and in in practice today? Um we just gotta keep pushing forward, you know, stuff like that happens throughout the season. You know, like they they're not gonna give us up and give up on us and we're not gonna give up on each other. So we just gotta keep pushing forward and learn from it and get better. T- talk about how fun the the game against Wyoming was the border war you hit a big three to break a, a tie what 10 10 10 tie gave you guys a 13 10 lead and you never relinquished yeah. that lead again you guys took off from there talk uh, about uh how fun that got that game was and how you guys were able to control that pretty much from the get-go yeah um that game was very fun actually that was one of the craziest games i ever played in my life sold out yeah that's crazy but um yeah the fans are lovely you know you know the fans always give us a boost um Really, you know, we had a we had good practices before too. So you know, um, we really came in the game, walked in. Um, I feel like the whole team was dialed into what they needed to do in order for us to get that win too. And then you know, we always just out there having fun with it, cheering each other up. Somebody made a good play, you know, we give them compliments, all that. And then yeah, like I said, on the top of that, the fans, man, they they were great also. So yeah, that environment was crazy. How was it to to beat Wyoming your first time beating our main rival? Essentially, did you feel like? Do you understand like the uh, you not being from here and being from Las Vegas? The do you feel like the importance of that game to fellow students and alumni? Do you, do, is that kind of sunk in? Yeah, for sure. Uh, uh, I realized as when I first came here and they actually started like telling me about it. That's when I realized like that game is like very important. You know. So yeah, well yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I just thought that was very important. What you think about the um? What you think about the orange, the orange unis, and the orange crowd? How how do you like that? Oh yeah, I love the orange unis. <laughs> the orange unis, the orange unis are amazing. They're tough for real, but um, yeah, for sure. And, and um, talking, talking to Tanya, uh, he rated those his favorite. Yeah, for sure. The orange, yeah, that's my favorite now. Also, I feel like I don't know. I just felt. I also felt good in them too, like I don't know, like but my like body wise, I don't know how to explain it, but like I just felt good playing in them unis. That's awesome. Well, yeah. speaking of feeling good, I mean you you um I know that you had some 
you know, injury and illness earlier in the season. And um, I, I feel like it just kind of took you out of your rhythm a little bit because you got off to an amazing start. It didn't right. feel like, didn't look like you were intimidated by the level of basketball. You just, just came right in and were an immediate impact. And then I felt like after the injury, maybe, I don't know, it took you a while to get back in the groove. Is, did you feel that? Or, um, you know, it, I don't know if I would call it a slump. It just seemed like it felt like you you needed to, some time to get back in your groove. How, how did you finally get to that point? And how do you keep your head when you go through a, a few games there in a row? Because I think there was like five or six conference games that, uh-huh. I don't know, you, you averaged like two points a game and that was definitely not the way you entered conference play. You were, you were right. born a lot more at will, but how do you keep your head when things aren't quite going your way, you know, for an extended few games? Uh, you, you know, I just, you know, try my best not to think negative, you know, um, if I need to talk to somebody about something and I'll just do that, you know, just keep my hair straight, you know, go back in the gym, uh, work on the things that I feel like I was messing up on, try to get back in the group I was in before. And yeah, that's basically what I just do. Yeah, don't think about nothing negative, man. Just keep pushing and then pray about it. And do you uh, do you feel like you're back to kind of where you, you yourself, you feel like uh, physically that you are where you want to be? I mean, I, I look and think about this is probably the most basketball you played uh, as, you know, compared to high school. Right. This is a lot of games. You hear about the freshman wall, that, those kind of things. Do you feel like that maybe hit you or and do you feel, how do you, how's your body feeling and your energy and, and physically, how are you feeling? Oh yeah. Um, this is definitely a, a, a huge different transition from high school to college, but um, it's for sure tiring, but I feel like I'm pretty, I got used to it throughout the course of the season and um my body actually feel better than I thought it was going to feel because I'll be like you know getting treatment in make sure I put the right stuff in my body and all that so yeah um yeah I just feel like yeah my body's okay right now I haven't really like wore down like that at all well you got one game left of the regular season here it's senior night at Moby Friday playing a good New Mexico team what have you guys looked at film yet what do you um yeah, you know, you you played them once already, but what do you know about them, and and what do you have to do to get this win? They're a pretty pretty darn good basketball team. Right. Um, we know that they're um they're a fast paced team, so um, we really have to get back on defense and make sure we dialed in and locked in on the defensive end, drive to the paint, use the paint as our advantage because they're um our two point field goal percentage and all that is up there. So and they're they're not a good defensive two point uh team. So um really just try to get in the paint a lot and then really build a wall on the defensive end. So that's really all we got to do and crash the boards too. Cause they like to rebound. So, cause you know, like we're under, like you said, we're undersized. So we got to do that like every game. So that too. Right on. Well, have you reflected all on this possibly being the final game at Moby um, that you play with, with Isaiah Stevens and John Tanjay as seniors, if they choose not to use their COVID year of eligibility, any thoughts on that? Oh yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't really talked to him about that, but um, yeah, that's. I have been thinking about it. Whatever they decide to do, I have before them. You know, their their future is bright and all that. You know, so yeah, I, yeah. I really haven't talked to him about none of that, but yeah. Obviously, you'd like to one more games, and we're not we're not done yet. You got one more regular season, then you got the conference tournament. So, uh, but are you? What's your experience been of your first college season? Are you happy here? Have you felt like you've this is a place you can achieve your goals. Yeah, for sure. Um, 
Yeah, I'm super happy here. Uh, I love it here. The coaches are great. The people around me great. The fans, just the whole environment, really. Um, uh, I actually feel better than I did since before the season has started. As the season uh, throughout the season, I started to feel better. So, um, yeah, I feel like this is the perfect place for me. I feel like I made the right choice. So yeah, um, yeah, I love I love the school, and uh, yeah, that's awesome. Or nothing. Well, what last question here, buddy? Um, what's next for this team after this? Once once the season ends, how how quickly do you think this program can get back to competing for league championships? And uh, you know, what what do you think is missing? What would you like to see heading into next year? As far as uh, what what pieces this team needs next year? Yeah, I see um I see a bright. I, like, I think this team will be really good next year. I feel like we'll be back in that column where we was that this team was last year. Um, we have a lot of new pieces, you know, more athletic guys um, coming in, you know. But, yeah, overall, I feel like, yeah, we'll be a very solid team next year and we'll be able to compete in that uh, tournament next year for sure. Well, that's what we like to hear, bud. We, we can't wait to get back to that. But uh, it sure has been fun watching you play this year. Um, I'll let you go. I know it's been a long day for you and and uh, good luck against the Lobos and in the Mount West tournament, buddy. All right. Thank you so much. All right, Tavy. We'll talk to you soon. Yep. Appreciate you. All right. That was Tavy Jackson. Good to hear he is not down on the season. Loves being here. He said he believes the future is bright. Sure would be nice to close out the regular season with a win against a tough New Mexico team. Get out to Moby Arena Friday night for senior night. It's a late start. 9 p.m. Ouch. But uh, could be the last time we get to see Isaiah Stevens and John Tanjay at Movie Arena. So soak it up. Thanks all for listening. Please support our sponsors, Peterson Toyota and Ginger and Baker. Great supporters of CSU and great Ram Nation supporters, of course. Have a great one. Go Rams.